everyone and welcome to another edition of the Markaland Coffee podcast. This is the uh, coffee rollout series so we talk about coffees that we're about to start selling at Market Lane. Today we're talking about Ruli from Rwanda and I'm here with Jenny. Hello Jenny. Hello. Jenny is joining us today because she sourced coffee from Rwanda for many years, five years I believe, and stopped in about 2017 but still plays a really important role in Melbourne coffee merchants sourcing Rwandan coffee. Yeah, I'm super passionate about Rwanda. Um, It's the only place that I've helped source coffees for Market Lane, but a place I fell in love with really quickly. Everyone knows, I think, if you ever want to talk about Rwandan coffee, I'm all ears. (laughs) So do you want to tell us a little bit about what, what interests you about Rwandan coffee in general or what motivates you about Rwandan coffee? Sure. Um, Rwanda's a really interesting place in that specialty coffee was only introduced there in around 2000. And this was because after the genocide in 1994, there was a lot of research done in the country to try to identify agricultural products that would help rebuild the economy. So a really huge undertaking with a lot of potential to really help the country. And after a lot of research, they identified specialty coffee as a great way for a lot of people's livelihoods to improve really quickly. So previously, before 2000, coffee had grown in Rwanda, but it was very much for commodity purposes and it wasn't great income for lots of people. So there's been dramatic changes really quickly and that's been really interesting to see. Also, when you go to Rwanda, you're acutely aware of how lots and lots of people participate in the industry at some level it has a big effect on people there so pretty quickly you get to get to know the country i think through coffee our relationships there are just really special as well we've been working with two main producing groups there, Dukundakawa and also Buff Coffee, um, where Narcisa comes from, for a very long time. So particularly in the case of this coffee, Ruli, which is produced by the Dukundakawa Cooperative, we have been buying their coffees at Market Lane consecutively for 12 years. So that's every every year that we've been open and that's a really special thing we've also visited eight times over those 12 years what's the country like it's quite small a lot of people work in agriculture yeah it's really small so um, one fact i love to share is that something like two and a half of the land masses of rwanda could fit inside tasmania so it's a really small space but the population is enormous So it's very, very dense. When you fly over the country and look down, you see almost a patchwork kind of look to the land. And that's because every single little bit is planted out with food and coffee. Most people are subsistence farmers, meaning that they're producing food for their livelihood and their family's livelihood. And families are relatively large, so a family might have six or seven kids and when you know the next generation grows up that small bit of land the family's been sharing gets divided again amongst those kids so more and more we're seeing um, land is at such a premium there's also quite a lot of degradation in the land so there's quite high volcanic peaks and with rains and things like that lots of the soil is getting degraded over time so physically that's kind of the look of of the land the soil's really really rich dark reds and and browns and there's lots of eucalyptus trees 
Um, it's a very beautiful, stunning place. And you are saying before that the land holdings are very small. So families only own half a hectare or a quarter of a hectare or something. Yeah, I think specifically with Tukundakawa, the average farmer owns a quarter hectare land. And that equates to around two to three hundred trees each. So it's very different from a place like Brazil, where we buy a lot of coffees and, you know, an individual might own a large farm and look after that farm. Or, or Guatemala, for example. For the majority of coffee production in Rwanda, mostly lots and lots of people are coming together to produce small amounts and then combining their lots through cooperatives or other ways other middlemen and then selling those lots on so when we talk about a, a coffee from rwanda we're talking about a producing group usually that's make that's produced that coffee and so for dekundakawa specifically as a washing station uh how many members does it have and how big is it the membership fluctuates a lot year on year but um, there's approximately 1200 members of those members they grow their coffee in the area around Musasa which is up in the north which is kind of a, a rugged landscape where there is a tradition of farming a very long tradition of farming so very intelligent farming families have been there for many many generations those 1200 farmers deliver their cherry once they've picked it to one of three washing stations owned and managed by Tukundakawa. Ruli is the first washing station that was developed in 2003 by the Tukundakawa Cooperative and is the biggest. They also have a dry mill there and they do a lot of experimenting, training. They have a training farm where they can bring new farmers on and show them best practice. So let's talk about the coffee itself. So the tasting notes on the bag for this coffee are black tea and apricot with a dark chocolate finish and we've just brewed a cup of it jenny what do you think yeah it tastes great um i think it's a great representation of a rwandan coffee there's a really nice gentle black tea tannic flavor and then some really really beautiful fruit like apricot also kind of orange and a a lovely creaminess to it yeah i love it as a as an example of rwandan coffee it's really long aftertaste too, mm, isn't it? Yeah. Really lingering and uh, intense. We've talked about the tasting notes a little bit, uh, what's on the bag and how we found it tasting this morning. But it's a peaberry and peaberry is a little bit different. Do you want to explain what a peaberry is? Sure. <laughs> so when, um, when a coffee develops, usually the seed inside consists of two two beans. The peaberry is just when that um, doesn't develop into two, so it just stays as one. It's usually quite round and quite small and quite dense. This is true to this this particular coffee from Ruli. We get lots of different coffees from Ruli. Peaberry is pretty rare to get from there, but on one of the visits I had there, they had recently opened their dry mill and there was an opportunity to taste coffees of all different screen sizes. So they specifically for us milled a lot of coffee in these different screen sizes. We cupped them blindly and just identified that the peaberry was quite delicious, pretty consistent and distinct. It wasn't that it was scoring wildly highly higher than the other coffees i'd say consistently consistently the coffees all tasted well within kind of the the same point range but it was distinct and and pretty consistent so we decided to mill that separately and taste that and and we've done that now consistently i I think for around three or four years uh so we'll have this coffee on our offering until the end of may 
Uh, we're charging $22 for a 250 gram bag and $7 per cup. Uh, this will also be our iced filter offering. You know, during the winter months, it won't be as popular, but um, it will make a really nice uh, ice filter. Yeah, I think those the fruity, acidic flavors like the apricot and orange um, will taste really juicy and kind of like orange jelly candy. I think it'll it'll come through really beautifully in an iced filter. Well, thank you, Jenny. It's been great to hear your thoughts on Rwanda and talk about Ruli. Uh, thank you everyone for listening and please get in touch if you have any questions. Please, please call me. <laughs>